This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn along with our Eric Barfell, both uh, pastors here at Digable Bible Church, and we've been talking about John 14. And one of the things I want to talk about is I, as I was looking at the end of this chapter, I saw the promises of God really coming through. So he says, and, and this is for people who love him, and there's several promises that we'll take a look at in this second part. And it says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. So the first responsibility that we have is we need to love Jesus. And if we love Jesus, we'll keep his commandments. Now, it says it here. It says it in verse 21. He says that whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I too will love them and show myself to them. And then in verse 23, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. So you have three times here in this chapter, he's saying that if we love him, we're going to keep his commandments because you can't divorce those two things in Christianity. You can't come to God and say, well, I love you, God, but. Right. Right. right? And, and you'll, you'll know what you love. Right. And in turn, you'll love what you know. So it's this cycle. The more we obey and follow these commands, the more we know God and the more we love God. Right. And in turn, the more we love God, the more we'll obey his commands. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, because so you can't separate the two. I think, uh, you know, people go to church and they go to church because it's the right thing. And, you know, they, they have this mind or maybe they grew up going to church or whatever it is. And then somehow we may get into this uh, thinking that, well, Jesus Christ forgives sins. And so whatever sin I do, it doesn't really matter where he's saying, no, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Now it's interesting. Mm -hmm. He said that because his top commandment is that we love each other. So if you love me, you'll love other people. Right. And that, that's clearly right. part of it. And that's one I think a lot of people like to hang on to and they like to say, yeah, you know, no doubt about it that Jesus Christ said that we're supposed to love each other. But as you look in the sermon on the Mount and some of the things he taught there, look, you shouldn't be calling each other names shouldn't be mm -hmm. angry. You guys shouldn't be lusting. Uh, you should yeah. not be uh, right. trying to swear false oaths and, and lie to people. Like that stuff shouldn't be going on. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys should be praying. You should be, you know, because you, you seek, you'll find, right? And all these different things, uh, be a light on the hill. And all these different things that were going on, I mean, were commands of Jesus Christ. And he says, if you love me, you're going to be serious about doing the things that I want you to do. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of, I believe it was Pastor Mark when he preached uh, a little while ago. He said something about when somebody invites you to something, a little party, a little get together, but you don't really know that person. You don't really want to go. Right. Because you don't really know. You don't have a great relationship with them. You don't, you don't know them. So it's, you assume it's going to be weird and awkward. Right. So ultimately you, you don't go, you don't want to go. Well, it, it's the same kind of thing here. Like the more you know, Jesus, the better that relationship is, you'll have a greater desire to do as he says. Right. 
But, you know, well, that would come from a perspective of not wanting to disappoint him then, I take it. So if you know him and love him, obviously you want to do what he wants you to do. It's like if you love your wife, you want to please her. Right, and you want, but also saying? you want to do that for yourself because you know that's going to go well for you. Well, especially for your wife, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Making her happy is going to go a lot better for you. Yeah, no, I, I look at it and say, yeah, as you know Jesus Christ, you're you're going to do that, and you're going to do the things that he wants if you really have a love for him. And then he said, and I'm going to ask the Father, and this is one of these things where we've got, got a promise coming up here. You know, I'm going to ask the Father. He'll give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. So hmm. here, here's the thing. And by the way, in verse 26, the same promise comes up again where he says, but the advocate, so twice in the NIV is called advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have said. And I do like that aspect of the Holy Spirit's work in your life to remind you of the things that God has said. Mm -hmm. This is one of his promises. I'm going to send the advocate. Advocate means encourager, means comforter. It's, it's somebody who's going to be with us to right. help us to know how to right. live. So Jesus Christ is in real terms, I'm not going to be on the planet. I'm going to be back in heaven. Mm -hmm. But that's okay because guess what you're going to get? You're going to have the Holy Spirit. And you know the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's been with you, around you, helping you. Right. And right. will be, once our sins have been forgiven by Christ, will Dwells be. within you as well. Yeah. In, have you ever thought about that? I mean, the Holy Spirit's power to indwell or what mm -hmm. that should look like in your life. Yeah, because I read through the book of Acts and uh, I believe it's every chapter in the book of Acts the spirit is at work in tremendous ways. People coming um, to Christ, right. starting that relationship, whether it's 3,000 in one chapter, whether it's just one, people are getting baptized. Like that spirit lives in you and I right. as believers. Why can't that still happen? Right. Well, it can. Right. It's almost like we got to like tap into it more. Right. Be more um, reliant upon the Holy Spirit as well, opposed to our own power. Right. Or how we think things ought to play out. Well, if the Holy Spirit is an advocate, if I had a real advocate, I mean, I would know that they're going to be there for me and mm -hmm. they're going to be advocating for me. They're going to be helping me with the problems that I have and maybe working things out in ways like if I was in trouble or somebody was attacking me, that the Holy Spirit could be working in that situation to bring peace. He's my advocate, but I also think of the advocate as somebody you're going to go and ask, right. hey, how do I handle that? I mean, if you had a lawyer, I mean, typically you're going to meet with your lawyer and you're going to talk yeah, to exactly. them. If you have a friend who's giving you encouragement, there are times where you're talking to your friend and asking him. So I would say that, you know, part of my spirituality or Christianity is asking God, well, what do you want me to do? And mm -hmm. where do you want me to be? And starting to rely on that. But I also feel like in real terms, like there should be something different to me then let's say somebody who doesn't go to church, doesn't believe in God, never picks up the Bible, that the way we connect with the world, the way that we see the world should be completely different. Mm -hmm. Not saying colors or taste, like a steak's going to taste the same to me as it's going to taste to somebody mm -hmm. else. Uh, you know, a bottle of iced tea is going to taste the same to me as to someone else. Right. You're going to like it, you're not going to like it. But I'm saying the way you handle problems, the way you handle struggle, the way that, you know, what your priorities are, I think are certainly going to be impacted by that. Mm -hmm. and, and asking yourself, like, how can I best glorify God 
in this situation. All right. That's fair. Right. And what about spirit conviction? I think sometimes the spirit's conviction, which will come up in another couple chapters, where he says the spirit is given to convict the world of sin and judgment and righteousness, Mm -hmm. that part of what the Holy Spirit is going to do in my life is to challenge my thinking to say, this really isn't right. Like for one thing that I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about is how prevalent immorality is on TV. So if you're watching a Netflix right. series, it could oh, be anything. Terrible. I mean, there's yeah, guys and girls right. sleeping with each other and all that kind of stuff. And then thinking, is there really something, you know, that God wants you seeing? Is this really something that should this just go off every time? Like, like no way. This is disgusting. You know what I mean? And this is wrong. And I'm not going to bear with it. Like, I'm just not going to put up with this. And as I like, for me, I'm not, asking you that i mean you can ask your own question i'm just saying i'm asking me that Mm -hmm. like okay in in sense of revival and sense of seeking revival and sense of looking like we've been looking sunday morning to people like elijah and looking at people like obadiah and and how serious these people were about fearing god how much into protecting truth they were yeah into what their lives were like into how powerful their prayer lives were and sometimes you think with all this worldliness that's around us like are we losing power because we're, I don't, I don't want to say giving into the world, but just so influenced by the world, so dazzled by it yeah. that we forget there's other things. I mean, there's other mm-hmm. things to be dazzled by. There's other things to be amazed by. And, and some of that to be amazed by is just God himself. Yeah, I think in one sense, like our, our spiritual maturity as a whole, like generationally is so weak and immature Based on obedience, really. Right. How do we become more spiritually mature? It's not necessarily because we've we've been a Christian for so long. It's because we're obedient when God, with God's commands. Right. I feel. And sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to lead you and convict you about certain things that aren't in the Bible per se, because some things aren't written about. Some Mm -hmm. things in technology, some things in our society it just wasn't really well yeah yeah but it's all it all comes down to like selfishness and love you know things like that you can i guess you could like boil it down to certain areas i mean yeah that's the biggest difference our sins and and people of the bible their sins it's all the same stuff we just have technology at this point yeah but i guess what i'm talking about sometimes you get into those grayer areas Mm. and it's more you have to kind of discern it by the holy spirit the holy spirit didn't really say what kind of music to listen to or don't, you know, at that point you kind of have to, well, what do I want to do? You know, what do Mm -hmm. I really want to be about? And I've got to go with the influence of the Holy spirit to allow him. And I guess my point is that the Holy spirit will also give direction. We have clear direction in the word of God. Now I think with the whole, uh, non-binary multiple genders, and the Bible's pretty clear. I made the male and female. So, I mean, I'm, I can stand right there, not move, not budge. I get there. The Bible says don't commit adultery. Got that. You know, that's mm-hmm. something that God told me not to do. If I would choose to do that, then I'm an idiot. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to yeah. cause a lot of right. havoc and problems in life because I'm not willing to listen to what God told me to do. There's certain things that I know black and white. These are the things I should be doing. But then there's other attitudes or, you know, how much time do we spend praying with our wives? You know, are we reading the Bible as consistently as we mm-hmm. should? different things to to allow the Holy Spirit to kind of lead us and direct us. You know, he's your comforter, your encourager, and sometimes an encourager, come on, come on, come on, come on, right? It doesn't say uh, thou shalt read so many chapters in the Bible a day, 
right? Because right. it doesn't really say, right. you know what I mean? But it's, you know, the Holy Spirit can guide us in these things. Like, hey, you need you need to do this more. Like, you need to saturate your mind with the Word of God and mm-hmm. be serious about it, man. Learn it as well as you can. Promote it. Be about it. Yeah, as we should. You know, I think, um, like, the fruit of the Spirit, like, what what fruit are we bearing right. in our in our obedience to to these commands right um you know gray areas aside like there's still plenty of very clear stuff you know i personally still need to work on right you know i'll, I'll be the first to tell you so i mean that's my encourage like okay what is explicit what are the explicit commands work on that right don't worry about the gray the gray area stuff right now you, we'll get to that yeah, work on I- the Work on the bit these things right now. Yeah, I think sometimes even when you're having you encounter conflict, let's say, mm-hmm. or somebody irks you, let's say, because they just either they said something they didn't mean to say or they did mean to say it, whatever the case is, sometimes you're not really sure, but your response to it is pretty critical. And sometimes right. like my response sometimes is, is godly. Probably sometimes my response is pretty human. So, mm-hmm. you know, it really depends. And then you come back to, all right, what is the Bible saying here? You know, where's love coming into this? Where's forgiveness? Where's grace? Where's, you know, because you want to be a good representation of God to the world. You know, I don't want to be one of those callous, hard hearted people that tough, you know, I'm going to hold right. a grudge forever. Right. And you're done with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is the way I'm going to conduct my life. You do something I don't like you to do, and that's it. You're toast. Right. Because I don't see, well, we're, what's different in that in the world? I mean, that's that's the way the world thinks. That's not the mm-hmm. way I should think. So, I mean, I think of the Holy Spirit just coming back to truth and allowing that to influence you is huge. So, that's a promise. You got the Holy Spirit. Another promise that I see in here is verse 18. I will not leave you as orphans. I'll come to you. And I, I think that's huge because these he's, he's, guys, you're not orphans. Don't be so sad. You know, <laughs> I'm going away. I'm not leaving you like, not totally up abandoning you you know you got the holy spirit i'm going to be there present in your life too in a spiritual kind of way yeah and actually that's something we talked about this last sunday in youth group um we had a guest speaker and they were talking about the feeling of abandonment in their own life and and this is actually even before they were walking with the lord and um you know their family was not in the picture and they were sitting in a jail cell just completely alone right and, and the way he was saying it, it was like wow like that's pretty alone feeling, right. you know, especially bef- before you knew the Lord or um, or anyone else, like how strong your faith was. Like, do you know that you're not alone? Right. And the spirit, like the Holy Spirit is with you, like the right. presence of the Lord. Some And sometimes I think I need in my own life need to like identify it and point it out more and it'll help me identify in the future Cause yeah, I can be like, oh, when, 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 no one cares about me. I, I do feel alone and this and that and whatever. It's like, well, how about I start identifying the work of the Lord in my own life, and I won't feel this way right. nearly as much. Right. Does that True. make sense? Yeah, I think so. Because you're saying sometimes you feel alone, but you're not alone. Right. So if you feel alone, you're really not. Because or, or God's just, already working and God's already doing things and, and showing himself that he's uh, evident in your life and there's fruit in your ministry and so on and so forth. Exactly. And right. sometimes I don't necessarily feel like alone. Like I, I have plenty of earthly connections and relationships kind of thing. But at the same time, like, okay, is God working in my life? Sometimes it, it feels like no, or it feels like God is distant from me. But it's like, well, uh, no, let me look back at the last couple of weeks and months and point out, the fingerprints of God, like 
yes. his, his working in my life. Right. The more I do that, the more I'm also reassuring and building up my own faith to point it out in the future as well. Right. That's powerful. Yeah. And I think to me personally, I think that's something I don't want to tell people what to do, but like, I know I need to work on that more and more. Cause it's like, that is how's God working in your life. Oh, I don't know. Is God in your life? Oh yeah. Okay. How's he working? Oh, I, I don't, you know, people, people right. like freeze it. They have no answer. Right. Well, p- point stuff out and, and, and you'll be able to see. Honestly, I think, you know, answers to prayer would be a huge one. Right. But, then, but he goes on to say, too, you know, you're not going to be alone. Before long, the world's not going to see me anymore, but you'll see me because I live, you'll live. And on that day, you'll realize that I'm in the Father, and you're in me, and I'm in you. So this is what you were talking about earlier, is just that I'm in the Father, Father's in me, I'm in you. You know, so we're, there's a strong connection between us and God. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me, and the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I, too, will love him and show myself to them. We need to love God. We need to do what he says, and he'll show himself to us, period. Mm-hmm. There's no shortcuts. Right. Oh, God, show yourself to me, and I'll get obedient. No, you obey God, yeah. and you follow him, and he's going to show. And then Judas, not as scary, it said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. He just comes, keeps coming back to it. My Father will love them, and we will come to them, and I will make, we will make our home with them. And that's a promise that I'm going to make my home with you guys. Like Mm. you are going to be my dwelling Hmm. spiritually speaking. Now, dude, that's got to show up. Like if that does not show up in my attitude, if people can't see the difference between me and some worldling, Mm -hmm. myself who knows God and somebody without a single answer, and they can't tell the difference between there's a peace in this guy's life. There's a direction in this guy's life. There's a, there's an attitude in this guy's life that I just like. There's a, I see God's blessing on him. I see that what he touches is gold. You know what I'm saying? That God is with this person. There's something wrong. You know what I mean? Like if if you can't see the difference, I mean, there ought to be a profound difference between me and everyone else. I, if everyone, I remember when I worked, okay. And I think this was a, why I still work, but when I was on a maintenance crew and so I'm in the secular world. Okay. What was the difference between me and those guys? Uh, One, I did not swear a blue streak. Two, I was not telling dirty jokes. Mm -hmm. Three, I was actually working, which none of them wanted to. (laughs) So those were like profound differences that everyone could see in me as like, this guy digs a mean ditch, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. this guy does not stop working. I mean, that was my reputation on the crew was he, he is the hardest worker here. And I remember I was there for a couple months and I was temporary. So they laid off all the temporary for the and I was just getting married they're gonna lay us all off for the winter but when I went there I knew that so I'm like I'm gonna work for you guys two months but then I had another job at a steel company Mm -hmm. that said they would hire me and I was just trying to pay bills to go to seminary so I go in the ministry and so they come up to me this one guy has been there for years he goes you know it was so hush hush all the temporaries were getting let go they've been there for months I'd only be there for two months Mm -hmm. guy says listen they're not gonna let you go Mm -hmm. there's no way they let you go you're the only guy around here doesn't he work. Yeah, right. No way they let you go. And he was, and, and sure enough, they just like on the hush, they, they never said anything. They didn't want any of the other temporaries to know or be mad about it. They were all gone on one day. Next Monday, none of them came back. I came back hmm. because this guy works. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, they could right. see the difference right. between myself and these other people. I mean, you're mm-hmm. talking about people who are, they're crybabies. Uh, there are people, I mean, there's whiners and fussers and they, they wouldn't work. I'm saying other temporary workers. One guy came in, he's a pedophile. 
Um, one guy, I mean, weird stuff, like super intelligent, but just into weird stuff. Then there's there's this guy, you know what I mean, who's just always looking for something to do, has a good attitude, mm -hmm. don't hear swear words come out of his mouth, right. talks clean. Sometimes they make Pleasant fun of me to for be around. it. Yeah, sometimes they make fun of me for it and things like that. And I didn't really care. You know, I just kind of rolled with the punches and I just went with it. And I finally went to seminary and those guys were like, no, we want you to stay. But it wasn't my thing. But to me, that was an occasion where you put me out there in that secular realm and you put me here and I'm... I was different. I think a huge different in Christian in a Christian's life. I'm not here for me. Like I'm not. I'm not interested in just me. I'm always forever interested in other people. I'm interested that right. they do well. Right. Anyone is on my team. Mm -hmm. I want my team doing well. Exactly. I want. I want other people around me that I love. I want them doing well. It's not just about me. I mean, even as a parent, like. I don't care if I was successful and you're not. I want all my kids to do well in life. You understand? So mm -hmm. that's Christianity just bleeding through. Yeah. Wanting them to succeed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in every way to be unselfish. And then he says, I'll give you my peace, which is another big promise here. Uh, because we've already gone over the advocate. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. And this is one of the great comforting verses in the Bible is that God says, I'm gonna, and again, he starts out, don't let your hearts be troubled. Yep. I'm giving you, man, you don't need to be in fear because I'm leaving you peace. And I like the world gives, man. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid because the kind of peace I give is going to be the absence of fear. I'm leaving my peace with you. Yeah. Man, do we have that, Eric, as a Christian? Are we at peace? I don't know, man. <laughs> it depends on what we're talking about. Right. It, you know what I'm saying? It's like in the world today, no, there's there's very little peace. Am I at peace with the state of the world today? No. No, I'm saying really. in your own heart. I'm not saying... Are you okay with everything going on? I'm saying, are you okay in your relationship with God? Are you going to bed and sleeping oh. okay? And you're not all oh, agitated. Certainly. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, certainly. But yeah, yeah. I'm. At, am I at peace with other part, other aspects of our world today? No, it's it's rather unsettling. Right. But ultimately, at the we at, know God's at the control. end of the day, yeah, I'm yeah. at peace with that. Yeah. Not only that, that's that's definitely one of the high uh, the commands, the promises that I um, highlighted. But in verse 27, it, in my Bible says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Mm -hmm. It's not just leaving it. Yeah, it's there if you want it, pick it up on your way out. No, I'm giving you my peace. Right. It's one of the hugest wow. things in Christianity, Eric, is peace. Yeah. One of the biggest differences between somebody who doesn't know Christ and somebody with it. You look at our world today, how many times you hear about mental health issues, mm -hmm. how many times you hear about anxiety. It is over and over and over and over right. again. Oh, yeah. Constantly. It's almost like there's a pride in it. Yeah. Mental health issues, and I have problems, and I can't, you know, it, I, I see it on Instagram. I see it all over the place. I see it on Facebook. I hear people talking about it. My peace. Jesus Christ gives us peace. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a hard concept for me to relate to and to understand all this meism, and I think we're so self-preoccupied yeah, is one I of the agree. reasons that people have so much anxiety is they're so 
about them and maybe there's not enough attention coming to them where I'm like, oh, I don't want to care about that. I mean, that's not, not yeah. why I'm here. Exactly. I don't exist for me. I exist for you. And I can have, be at peace with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I want to help you and you don't want that help, you know what? Somebody else will. And I'm just going to go on and live my life. And yeah, it's not every moment. Like sometimes I get away from that. I think sometimes I do get rattled. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying, I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to come back to God's in control. I'm going to talk, come back to God has a plan. Anyway, yeah, we, some people don't have peace with others. People don't have peace with themselves because ultimately they don't have peace with God. Right. That's what it comes down the to. The source so, of peace. Following, I mean, loving the Lord and following his commandments is a big part of it. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to this. And if you like the show and it's helped you, feel free to share it. And you can. I mean, you can share it. Uh, you can copy links. Usually if you're listening to it on your computer, you can get the link uh, off the YouTube page of the church or way to go dot uh, podbean.com. And I'll share it with others. Say, Hey, you know, this show impacted me and then uh, let other people know that it did. And it helps us actually, because we're trying to, we want the show to be spreading. We want mm-hmm. it to be growing. So I yeah. appreciate you coming in and helping me today. Have a blessed week.